What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Kiss My Angelus podcast. I am back this week with a very interesting and awesome guest. Jamie Payan and her sister Tommy are here. And Jamie is a certified doula, a very active Planned Parenthood volunteer, and a placenta encapsulator. We'll learn about what that is in the episode. And Jamie is also a soon-to-be surrogate mother. She is going through the surrogacy process as the host mother, I don't know if that's accurate, um, for a couple that she met through a Facebook group, uh, the IP or the intended parents. And she's going to share some of that experience thus far. Um, I hope you find it informative. Um, and we definitely hope to have Jamie back on the podcast throughout the surrogacy process. And as things kind of develop in the fight for reproductive rights, I also want to quickly remind you that Go See Sarah is my grassroots effort for women in Los Angeles who are in need of emergency contraception, uh, a clinic escort, emergency accommodations, and Uber fare, or gently worn clothing. Um, if you go on kissmyangelus.com and search Go See Sarah, you'll find all the information there. You can also call 218-4-BANDIT, that's B-A-N-D-I-T, like Sleepy Bandit. Um, and you can also hit me up if you want to be part of the growing network of you know, women who have health insurance or have, you know, uh, an income to support that who want to extend um, their positioning in life to somebody who is unable to to afford those resources. So go on the site, donate if you can. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Um, Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much. I know you drove so far to be here. So um, Jamie and Tommy, both on the show. And Jamie, you are a doula. I am. And that's really what we're here to talk about mainly because A, a lot of people don't know what that is. I didn't know, I think, mm-hmm. before watching uh, The Business of Being Born, yes. which I think Ricky Lake, <laughs> yes, Ricky Lake really <laughs> helped us all remember what birth is about, that, you know, unlearn all of the things. So tell us a little bit about your story, you know, because we met through the fundraiser, mm-hmm. the tattoo fundraiser, where West End actually like raised the most out of all of the shops. Really? Very yes. exciting. Oh, so yeah. Good. yeah. So awesome. Um, and we were talking about how you volunteer for Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit more about your story and how you kind of like got to where you are, especially in okay. terms of like what you do and your passion. Yay. Um, okay. So, um, so I became a mother at 17. I have an almost 15-year-old son. Or no, What's almost 16-year-old like? son. He is 15. He will 16. be 16. Um, it's interesting. Three years away, right? Oh Two to three years away. Yes. I don't know that anything will change. I feel like it gets, it gets different. It's not easier or harder. And I get... Um, I get comments like, oh, thank God you don't have a girl. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not any easier. You know, it's oh, not as love that. emotional, love that. right? It's not as emotional, outwardly emotional, but um, 
I still get slammed doors and rolled eyes. You still, you still tell me that it's like your heart walking out of your oh, chest, absolutely. though, when he leaves the house at night to do whatever he's going to do. Every time, yes, yeah. it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So how, you know, how was that to find out that you were pregnant at seventeen? That's especially like looking back now at such a tender young age. And how was that news for you? Well, I have a very interesting story as far as that goes. Um, So I got pregnant the fourth time I ever had sex and it was a lack of education and that, Mm -hmm. you know, plays into why I volunteer for Planned Parenthood and why I'm such an advocate for like education as far as that goes. Um, So got pregnant. I'm super lucky to have been born into a house and a family who's super supportive. Nice. And um, your sister's here. Yes. So (laughs) are you older? Who's older? I'm three years older. Okay. So how was that for you when you found out? I mean, Um, as far as in the family, like, you know, we, she's not the first teenager to be pregnant in our family. Okay. So um, it's a third. You were, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, we, we come from a family and culture of mothers. So a 17-year-old saying I'm pregnant is not the most shocking thing. Okay. It's a difficulty. It's a it's yeah. a how do we how do we handle this? What do we do? What's the next step? Now granted there may be some like initial curse words flying like <laughs> this is this is not what we wanted to hear today. Right. But what are we going to do? Right. So that's there was good for you. Yes. That's great. Yes. You know, that's the yeah. so I most never important felt factor. Like a lot of, you know, teenagers I never felt um embarrassed or ashamed or guilty mm-hmm. or, you know, I never felt like I was going to be disowned or anything like mm-hmm. that. And so telling my parents, you know, I was a senior in high school and telling my parents was um, nerve wracking, but it, I knew it wasn't going to be like the end of anything, you know? Yeah. Um, so telling my parents was kind of like, okay, this is what we're doing. I guess we're having a baby. And so it did. Wow. <laughs> and, um, you know, I I personally feel like you're never ready to be a parent. Um, I know people who are in their 30s who own houses and have jobs and do all of those things and still have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. You know? I mean, we're older. We don't have kids. And we're like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, of and course. I, I can't imagine Yeah, a time where it wouldn't be terrifying to bring a child into this absolutely. world. Absolutely. And at the time, you know, like I did have a job. I worked at Starbucks. and oh, God um, bless Starbucks. Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I was 17. I was going to high school. and Which um, you were determined to finish. And yes, you did. Yes, and I did. Nice. I graduated Great. six months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. With my son. Yeah. Wow, that's finished amazing. high school. And, um, you know, looking back, it's like, yes, of course it's challenging. Yes, I, you know, didn't go to prom and I didn't do all of those, yeah. you know, normal high school things. I didn't go on trips. I didn't do spring break. Um, <laughs> but I honestly feel like that child chose me and mm-hmm. it was absolutely the, he saved me from myself, like in so many ways. Yeah. And now I'm almost 34 and he's almost 16 and we have an amazing relationship. That's even, so beautiful. Even when it's hard, it's amazing. Like, because I've grown up with him, you mm-hmm. know, and we communicate like we're partners and, um, and teaching him how to be a good human. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'd say um, that plays a huge part in what I 
like my passion. Like I knew at 17 that I was going to have an unmedicated vaginal birth. Like that was. How did you, I do you think no it's idea. because of your family or was there kind of talk about that not as well? really. Okay. Not, I have no idea. Um, I, I mean, to even a like at that young of an age to decide to keep a child mm-hmm. and to also be like, you know what, I'm doing it the old fashioned way, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know where it came from. It wasn't like something that I, um, I pursued or that I read. I mean, because this was 16 years ago, mm-hmm. like there was the internet, but not really. There was right, no right. social media, so I, think, I don't know where. I it think came once from. you 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 sort of made that decision, though there was. I feel like our mom does that have that personality of like, okay, you're going to do this. You can fucking do this. Yeah. Do you know if you were delivered naturally? Like, so did your mom talk to you about that in terms of like the, (laughs) not in, I don't think until we were older and adults and post questions. I mean, there was a a video or a a audio cassette of my birth floating around that we'd listen to once in a while and sort of, that's so funny. I don't think it was ever talked about Mm -hmm. like, I was never coached by her. Right, right. We never had a conversation about it. But growing up, we would hear stories about her labors and and birth. And I knew. It's like planted a seed somewhere. Yeah. Lots of anecdotals, but no direct. No. (laughs) Anytime you act up, it's like, I felt every (laughs) second of your birth. (laughs) And I'm still told every single birthday that I was the longest labor, the hardest labor. Wow. And I was the hardest child. Like, I'm told that every year. So you're definitely giving back to the birthing community. (laughs) So you knew right away. You wanted to have a natural birth at the young age of 17. That's amazing. So what was that like? Yeah. So um, (laughs) when I delivered my son, I was 18 at the time. And not that that makes a huge difference. Right. right. But um, I turned 18 and I just knew like I did take Bradley method classes. Um, My Our older sister was my coach. Um, My son's dad was involved. We were together at the time, but... He worked and my sister really wanted to be a part of it. And so it just kind of made sense. She's the other sister who had her daughter at 18. Okay. Um, And so we took Bradley Method classes. What is that? So Bradley Method was, I believe, created by a doctor. His last name is Bradley. (laughs) Um, But it's it's more of, yeah, (laughs) it's um, more just education of like what is going to happen to your body. Okay. Not necessarily like Lamaze where it's more breathing, you know, comfort measures. It's more of this is what's physically happening to your body to wrap your head around that. Um, And... I took those classes because I, I really wanted to know and educate myself. And it was never talked about of, you know, like with my sister, my like both my sisters and my mom were present when I had my son. And it it wasn't talked about of like, this is what I'm doing. I just kind of did my thing. Right. And I knew going into it, like, I don't want an epidural and my... My labor was long, but it was bearable mm-hmm. and my body did me a favor and completely shut down during transition <laughs> and I slept for four hours during transition. What is that? Like, what do you mean? What transitioning? So transitioning. Um, so the first part of labor is dilating from a zero to a seven. Okay. And then from seven to 10 is your transition. So that's okay. when contractions pick up. Okay. Um, they're really, well, I've 
wouldn't know because I fell asleep, but they're supposed to be really intense. That's, you were charging your battery. I was. I was. My body was like, nope. So was like the zero to seven just exhausting? And it was. You just wore it was you kind of down. Okay. So my labor, um, I'd say start to finish was 23 hours. Wow. And looking back and knowing what I know, because a lot of times you'll you'll hear people say, I had a three-day labor. And I'm like, well, technically... <laughs> Like a day and a half of that was like pre-labor. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really, I mean, it counts and your body's working and it's great and we right. need that to happen. But active labor is what we should be counting, I guess. Right, right. For me, my contraction started um, two minutes apart from the get-go. Okay. Um, but I, w- I hadn't dilated. So I'd gone to the doctor or gone to the hospital um, they sent me home because I was only two centimeters and um, <laughs> you're like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> what are you saying? Well, because I knew, I mean, I knew that I, I didn't want any interventions. So okay. I was like, okay, great. I'm going to go home and I'm going to labor. And now you hear women say all the time, giving, you know, advice to other women, um, labor at home as long as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear that all the time. And at that time, I had one other friend who she was, at the time was 21 and she had a son. But it, So I had one friend that had a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even remember talking to my brother or my sister about their kids being born. Um, I just – I look back now and I'm like, I just knew. I don't mm-hmm. know. It was implanted in me that my ancestors, women for eons and generations have been doing this for so long. Like I don't need – Right. Like, don't overthink it. It's going to happen. I'm just going to let it happen. Yeah. And um, so without even knowing it, I was a, you know, I hate to say the word natural, but I was a non-medicated vaginal advocate for myself. I had no idea what that was at the time. Right. But looking back, that's exactly what I was. And when I turned 30 and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And what do I want to <laughs> be when I grow up? And I have a friend who's a birth doula and she is now a licensed midwife. Wow. And um, and I, I called her one day and I was like, I think I want to be a birth doula. Is that insane? And she was like, no, that's amazing. You should totally do wow. it. And at the time I, I was, you know, um, I was in all these Facebook groups of mm-hmm. like, I was in some breastfeeding groups and I was in some baby wearing groups and like I babysit a lot. So I was in all these like attached parenting. And at the time when I was, became a mom, I didn't know what attached parenting was. Mm -hmm. I just knew I did what felt right. And I knew that I wanted to do things differently from how we were raised, you know, and I talked to my son about everything and, um, you know, he, we co-slept until he was seven. Mm -hmm. I breastfed for as long as I possibly could. And, um, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know there was a name attached to it. Yeah. Um, so I had contacted my friend and was like, I want to do this. And it happened to be that the class, so the training that um, was happening maybe like two weeks later happened to be like the exact amount of money I had in my savings wow. account. And I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm just going to What jump. is the training? So I went through an organization called Dona. Okay. Um, which is, I believe... Doula, what does it stand for? Oh, acronyms. <laughs> Doula of North America. There you go. Oh, nice. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I went through them. There's a couple. There's Kappa, which I don't know what it stands for. Mm. Um, and Dona, those are the two major ones. And so the training is literally like a four-day course. Okay. So I think I – or maybe it was a three-day. It was Friday – sorry. 
<laughs> I keep moving. Um, Friday to Sunday. And so it's basically just like basic course of what labor is like. And then okay. they go into like the business aspect of it, of how to get clients and how to interview and, you know, what are your better chances of retaining clients. Right. And, I am not a businesswoman at all. <laughs> I'm not very good at selling myself. I'm really uncomfortable with it. And um, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just not like, natural to me yeah, to sell myself. Pushy. Totally. It's just uncomfortable and it's just not who I am. And um, so I, I became a doula. I did my training and um, it was a three-day course. And I left there feeling like this is what I'm meant to do. Wow. Like so I am meant... So I didn't even... Before I started talking, I didn't even um, go into what a doula does. So birth doula. Right. Because we hear like midwife and uh-huh. doula. And so I always say like, it's like a birthing coach. Like it's exactly. your coach. You exactly. Know, it's, it's exactly not, what it it's is. It's not the quarterback. Exactly. Or the, you know, it's the coach. <laughs> exactly. So when people ask me what a birth doula is and what I do, I always say I'm physical, mental, sometimes spiritual and educational support. So um, it's a fancy, fancy explanation for massager <laughs> and and pep coach. Like I am a cheerleader and I'm constantly nice. telling women, you're amazing and you're incredible <laughs> and you're a warrior and you can do this Aww. because... Do you have to be pregnant? Can you just no. have a doula for just every day? Just be my life doula? Yeah. <laughs> I've been a wedding doula. I've been <laughs> I'm a doula for everything, but... Um, That's amazing. It's, it's called being a friend. Yeah. It's called being a good human. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I do a lot of rubbing. I do a lot of comfort. Um, and I've had, I've had partners of women tell me, oh my gosh, I couldn't have done this without you. And yeah. I was like, well, I didn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, but sometimes just my presence, sometimes mm-hmm. just taking up space is what people need me to do. Yeah. So how does it typically work? Just whatever they kind of want or what you feel like, do you kind of help them kind of stick to what their like birthing plan was like yes how involved no. you kind of get yes so um usually let's see so like I said I am not a salesperson I'm not very good like I don't have a website <laughs> I have like Aww. people like Facebook I like it though it feels like a lo- more like sacred you know yeah I like that I'm not trying to sell myself it's just and but because I'm in a lot of the parenting groups and like my name gets thrown on all the time. That's the best way to do it anyway. So I get inquiries all the time and I hate when I have to say no. Um, But I also have a full-time job and a child. What would make you say no? Just time. Time. Mm -hmm. Has there ever been a situation where you just felt like it wasn't a good fit? I mean, can some pregnant people just be horrible? (laughs) Like, I don't want to deal with you. I mean, I need to self-care. Yeah. And a lot of the times, so like, because this isn't my full-time job, um, I don't have to take everything that comes my way. Right. So if somebody is birthing in, like I've done a few in LA, I've done a few in Santa Barbara. Um, I mostly work in Ventura, but I have had to turn down like LA people who mm-hmm. like their friends referred me. And I'm like, you know, just, it's really hard to get out there because right. I do, I do around two prenatals before, because after we do the interview, I want to get to know you and I want to get to see how you and your partner interact. And I ask questions like, where do you keep your tension? Mm -hmm. And how do you handle pain and discomfort? And do you want to be touched? Do you like hot? Do you like, you know, do do you sweat and you want a fan on you? Like Mm -hmm. these are all things I need to know beforehand, right? (laughs) Um, So what, what is the additional um, certification for like 
a midwife. Like how long is midwifery school? It's a couple years. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's like a, a much bigger difference in yes. terms of So as a birth doula, um, so when people ask me the difference, because I get called a midwife all the time and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm <laughs> yeah. not even They close. work really hard for that yes. title. Yes. That do not give me that time. And I don't, I've asked, I mean, people have asked me like, do you ever want to be? I was like, mm-hmm. no, it's way too much responsibility. Okay. I, that's just yeah, not. Yeah, I was totally going to ask that. Yeah. Like, is that the next, mm-hmm. not to, you know, like not to make it seem like it's not like enough, but it's like, up. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. See, it's this world. It's it like, is. what now? What next? next? Well, and like we were just talking about, like when you're a certain age, like I just know myself and yeah. that would be way too stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I'm meant to do. I love that. Yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah. Which I want to go back to briefly. I know when you were talking about how it's difficult to say no to people, uh-huh. it's also the most compassionate thing you can do mm, because yes. you know what you're able to give and how you're able to support right. and facilitate. And if you can't give them 100% of Jamie, then you recommend somebody else, Absolutely. which is, right. again, a great favor to them to recommend somebody Absolutely. else and they can get what they need. So it's never no. I can't help you. It's far. It's far. Like that's you know, and And it takes a lot of time. I mean, we we make plans for things. She was supposed to speak at a parent, a Planned Parenthood um, rally recently, and it was. I'm sorry, I can't come because I have to be at a birth, which is understandable. Yeah, Yeah, the baby was born exactly when I was supposed to be giving my speech. Yeah, and it was amazing. I'm so yeah. But her her life really is this balancing I mean she's constantly juggling the plates on the sticks you know that's she keeps them spinning and she keeps them all spinning and she's dedicated to make sure that they all spin right. especially for new mamas when and they don't drop and they don't break so yeah it's okay so to amazing. say no we all know that but you don't say no I can't help you you say no I'm not able to but support you but here's people how who can, you can right. yeah. help that's yeah amazing. there's a difference yes thank oh, you yeah yes. I think <laughs> like you know from what I've seen of the amazing mothers and especially the ones that were young mothers you know I had my friend Ashley, who was on the podcast also, and she, you know, I, I think was 20 when she had her first kid and, and she's similar. Like, I feel like you really do pull some like superhuman strength from that. And it's really inspiring to see moms. I mean, and we all know our moms, like how they handled all of it. Who knows? I know, you know? right? But that's so amazing. Every time around, um, like a new school year, I'm like, how, I ask my mom this all the time, how did you clothe six of us? Like, yeah. I can barely afford the one. It's like ridiculous. Life and then she reminds circle. me of layaway. <laughs> Mervyn's had layaway. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Jackson now layaway. it's like, yes. you know, vintage picking. And, right. You know, thrifting. Luckily, yeah, my son is all about thrifting. That's and, so cool. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. like Lorelai Gilmore, but like with a son. I am. You know? It's exactly what it's like. <laughs> so cool. So yeah. yeah, like what was just, to go back, like what was your natural birth like? Like when it got to the the intense. I mean, not that it's not all intense. Yeah, but you know when the it moment. really was like this is happening. Yeah. So um, knowing what I know now, if I could do it over, I would not have started pushing until I felt the urge to push. Okay. Because they woke me up because I had fallen asleep um, <laughs> for four hours during transition, and. Um, and they said, okay, you're 10 centimeters, it's time to push. And I was like, okay, let's do this. I pushed for two hours because wow. my body was not ready to push. And I did it's not amazing. know that. Yeah, I did not know that at I the mean, time. I mean, obviously, because you were sleeping. It's like, I it's know. not time to push. You no. sleep. I will wake up and tell you. When <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that's so that's amazing. one thing I try, try to tell women. Like, you know, they'll be like, it's been, you know, 
three hours and I, I I have to be dilated. I'm like, do you have the urge to push? And they're like, no. I'm like, then it's not time. Right. Your baby will tell you. You'll be yeah. able to feel it. Yeah. I it's promise. It's not about on time. It's about in time. Yeah. 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 We yeah. got to be patient. And that, that's kind of what I think what was so crazy to me about, you know, watching the documentary and like, you know, following up after that. But just this idea that really when you peel the onion, it's like, just trust yourself. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Like we've been women have been giving birth for centuries and it's a natural process and you don't have to ask somebody who barely knows you, like your doctor kind of, you know what I mean? To be like, okay, is it time? It's like you have to turn inward, which was an amazing like revelation, you know? Absolutely. And it's so cool. And I'm constantly in awe over like the female body and how our babies know when it's time to start labor and how our body just does it without it. any. like it's just... I have a question. Yes. To the answer. (laughs) Um, Do you ever find that you do have women? Now, you had this brilliant, quote unquote, natural sort of experience of like, this is just right. I know what I'm doing. Um, I'd imagine not everyone has that feeling. I mean, it's, 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 we're all going through our different experiences and we don't want to shame anyone who doesn't have that feeling, you know? So when you run into that experience where you're, you, you know, you have a woman who's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't feel intuitive. I feel lost. Mm-hmm. Scared. Help. Yeah. 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 I, I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know what my body is saying. I don't I don't know what any of this means. Do you find that you sort of turn into this like supportive anchor space for them where it's like, well, let's like you kind of have to like question or draw out or like along with your cheerleader role, yes, do you have to absolutely. sort of prompt? So before women who want birth doulas normally have an idea of what their births are going to be like or what they would strive for, mm-hmm. what they want, right? Because they're already seeking out a doula. Exactly, that's already, yeah. exactly. Um, and I've met tons of women who are like, I'm getting an epidural as soon as I get there. Right. Or women <laughs> who have elective C-sections. Mm-hmm. And my philosophy as far as that goes is your labor, your birth, your experience gets to be whatever you want it as long as you're in charge of it. Yeah. Um, it's when doctors and nurses and other people start telling us what we need to do with our body. That's when I get in fear of postpartum depression Mm -hmm. and um, guilt and PTSD. I know tons of women who were bullied into epidurals, who were bullied into Pitocin, um, who had really horrific labors. And they have... PTSD from it. Right, right. You know, and I've had clients who have had those experiences and then hire me for their second one. And we have to pill apart everything of, okay, what happened? What do you want to do differently? How would you go about this? And how do I play a part in that? Right, right. So, um, like I said, I think it's everybody's choice and how they do it as long as it's their choice, yeah. as long as they're in charge of it. And it seems like the pendulum kind of just swings and now we're kind of kind of in this, or we at least were, honestly, before like Ricky Lake like really blew it out with like mm-hmm. making this a popular mainstream informational documentary or whatever, where it goes from like just extreme, you know, like scheduling C-sections. And of course, whatever, like you said, you want to do is fine and all of that 
great stuff. But it, I think it's like you need to have the information. Absolutely. Because it's like I wouldn't inform <clears throat> consent. Yeah, before that, I don't I didn't really I mean, as like all I know about the epidural is like, oh, it just like numbs you from the waist down. But then it's like I didn't really realize the relationship between things like Pitocin mm-hmm. and the epidural. And it's like the information. It's like you Absolutely. need the information to make a wise choice based on who you are. Because mm-hmm. we all we know who we are and you're in touch with your body probably the most when you're pregnant. Absolutely. So it's like you need, I, I was just, that was the, a huge thing for me. It's like, wow, like I didn't know about all this. It just, I grew up watching Bringing Home Baby and all of mm-hmm. those TLC shows. Like I just loved them. I thought they were so, I don't know, maybe you're just like attracted to the drama a little bit of like someone uh-huh. screaming and all this like chaos, but it was always like chaos. And it's like, I didn't even realize that there was another option mm-hmm. or there were women who talked about their birth in ways that was like intense, but mm-hmm. not riddled with pain or just, yes. you know, like really scary. So, And I try to remind people that birth is is not and does not have to be a medical emergency. Yeah. You know, like I have friends who have delivered their own babies in their cars on the way to the birth center. <laughs> I saw a video like yes. that. It was the craziest thing. So one of my, you <sighs> know, oldest friends, um, I was in her wedding, you know, it was her first baby. No, I'm sorry. It was her second baby. And she had one of those situations where um, her first labor was in a hospital setting. She got bullied into all of these things and, you know, it wasn't what she wanted it to be. And so her second one, she was having a birth center and it was my first doula client. Wow. Yeah, she was my first. And I said it was a good friend. Yes. Yes. So my first three were all friends who I didn't charge because I wanted the experience. So looking back now, I would have charged them because (laughs) first time babies, it's long and it's exhausting and it's taking away from my, maybe not them, but I would have found people I wasn't friends with. Right, right. You know, charged them a little bit. I didn't know what I was getting into. Totally. And I tell, like, I mentor a lot of new doulas Mm -hmm. and um, I tell them all the time, like, your time is worth money. Of course. And you're treated differently when someone's paying for a service. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Yeah. So um, I've done, I mean... I've lots of learned lessons of, you know, let me give you a discount and then I don't ever get a phone call, you yeah, know, and I yeah, change yeah. my entire life and my scheduling and all this stuff. And then I don't yeah, get you're, It's like you're very much part of the pregnancy. Absolutely. So, um, so I get a, a text message from her or he calls me and he says, okay, so her water broke. And I think, you know, things are picking up. It was her second baby. Um, the rule of thumb is the second labor is usually half the time the first labor took because okay. your body already knows what it's doing. Got it. So, um, so it's like, okay, great. I'll meet you at the birth center, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, literally about, mm, let's say 12 minutes later, I get a text from him that says the baby was born on the 126. Wow. Which is a freeway in Ventura. And I was like, you're <laughs> joking, right? Like, what, what, wait, what? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So I get to the birth center and I can hear the baby crying and I walk in and the husband's sitting on the the tub and he's just shaking his head. And I was like, are you okay? And he's like, I don't know what just happened. <gasps> I know he was driving and their two-year-old was asleep in the car and she wow. was on her hands and knees in the back. And she said she felt him coming. She, you know, delivered him. Wow. And as he was coming out, she reached to make sure the cord mm-hmm. was around his neck. She moved the cord just all instinctively. Like, wow. Obviously did, was not prepared to do that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was, 
the video I saw, she was like in the passenger seat. Like I'll try oh, to Oh, I've seen that in. one. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. She's just like, this is happening uh-huh. right now. Like, yeah. And then in a way it's like, wow, like that's awesome. Yeah. That's quick. Like all this preparation. Oh, and yeah. it's like, I'm just going to slide right out. And I, I know of, so that was my second, no, my wow. first, but I've had another one who delivered in the car. Wow. Which is just crazy that I've had, to, I mean, in the short time I've been a doula for three years, I've attended 30 <laughs> births and two of them were in the car before That's I even so got crazy. there. Yeah. Were you in at a birthing center when you gave birth? Was no, it a hospital? It was and a you hospital. Just, and you just asked for like, no. No, I had a midwife. Okay. So okay. back, back in my day, um, 16 years ago when I gave birth, um, one of the OBs in Ventura had a practice that had oh, wow. four midwives. And now there is only one um, one hospital midwife. And she, I don't even think she's taking births anymore. Wow, that's it's crazy. It's changed so much. It is definitely seeming like it's harder. I don't know, maybe in... In LA, I found one around here because that, that was kind of another thing too. It's like, where are these places? Mm-hmm. Or do you... And you still kind of get that like, well... If anything happens, like you want to be close to a hospital and it's like, well, there are hospitals everywhere, but you never really see birthing centers or even yeah. hear about like you have birthing to seek centers. it. You have to yeah. go look for it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's different. And, you know, and I asked you when we were talking before, uh-huh. it was like, hey, like I have an opportunity to change my insurance. What should I change it to if like that would be ultimately the plan or like the path that I would want to go mm-hmm. down? Because I have also heard that like, you know, I've had friends who've looked into it and it's like, well, insurance wise, it was going to be easier going down this route. Yeah. And I kind of, obviously like, especially in this like time, mm-hmm. it's so hard to feel like you're boxed in because of your insurance provider yes. rather than like, you should have whatever experience you want. It's really unfortunate that yeah. most midwives and birth centers and even home births aren't covered by insurance. Yeah. I you have to pay out of pocket of it for it. But I'm of... You get what you pay for, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not paying anything and you end up at a hospital where they're bullying you and, you know, I was at a birth once where they literally were not going to tell the mom that they were hooking her up to Pitocin. Wow. And that's another thing that I, as a birth doula, I'm another set of eyes. Right. So I'm detached. Don't mind my espresso machine. Yeah. <laughs> Doing its little cleanse. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so as a birth doula, I don't, I don't do anything medical. So I'm not doing vaginal checks. I'm not doing um, Dopplers. You're unencumbered. Yes. I'm not doing any of that and I don't want to do any of that. I literally just want to rub people. That's like all I want to do um, and tell them how awesome they are. That's so great. And and cry when their baby is born. That's a great job description. Like if you're looking for a cause out there, like a purpose, like do you want to just comfort people all the time? And it's like, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. And every birth that I've been to, I mean, they're all different. I have so many stories That's and it's so just like cool. the coolest thing ever. And you get to be like, I don't think, I feel like, you know, if whoever's in that room for your birth, like mm-hmm. those people are, you know, have a special place in your heart yeah. forever. Yeah. You know? Which I is so amazing. Hers. And I have to go back to when you're talking about your birth story. Yeah, I want to know how you like held I know, up. I'm sorry, no, it's a lot of places to pee. I have ADHD. I'm all over the place. <laughs> um, so much to go through. Yes. I was with her for the entire process. Um, wow, I re- you're a good sister. Oh, thank yes. you. <laughs> She's the best. Um, it's 
I remember we were joking recently about um, what was the last thing you ate before you went into labor? (laughs) Um, Apple pie with my sister, Tommy. (laughs) Yeah. Apple pie and ice cream. Yeah. Like, no, there were. For dinner, like an entire pie. There were no plates involved. It's just (laughs) fork and pie. Um, So, yeah, I was there and I was able to be with her through the entire process. Wow. um, Which I wasn't trained in any way. None of us were. It was just yeah. like, girl, what you need? You want to take a bath? Yeah. Like, how hot you want this? You're a you know? sister. Yeah, you exactly. know, that's a so, half of it at least. Know. You know, well, back then, so, like, no, I mean, there was no birth plans. There was no. like, right. you know, it's a, like this baby's yeah. coming out. Yeah. I guess yeah, that's exactly. what's happening. And instinctively, I knew to like go on walks. Like, yeah, I don't remember so anyone crazy. telling yeah. me that stuff. Yeah. I just did. It's so bizarre. Yeah. So, but when you, they woke you up mm-hmm. and I briefly remember mom being sort of like that middle person conversation where she came over and like was like mumbling like I heard the doctor say um they're giving you like 15 more minutes and then they're gonna bring in the forceps yeah and suddenly you, you were gonna back yeah, you about exactly mm-hmm. and you just like boom like your eyes just woke up and then you went into like just sort <laughs> I remember of like that too trance. yeah Wow. Just this, you went into mode. Like you were just in your there own. There was no way I was bubble. going to end it that yeah, way. There's yeah, there's no way. After all that time. But you went into your bubble, and whatever the impetus was for you going into your bubble, you did it. And I was behind her the entire time, filming from behind. So seeing the baby coming out, like mm-hmm. between her legs up in front, and then yeah. plop onto her chest, you know. Oh. Um, I got to pull him out. That's so cool. That was the best part of watching those natural births. Yeah, my midwife said, give me your hands. And she put my hands on his shoulders and I pulled him out onto me. It was the coolest thing ever. So what, like, was it just like, a certain point where the the forcep threat comes out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I had been pushing for a long time. And at that point, they were worried about his heart rate. You know, he was in the birth canal for so long. There there was a bit of a frightening moment as yes. well. When he came out, he, he was a different shade of blue. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. And so there was concern. There was medical concern for yes. this. And so you also knew it was time, but mm-hmm. there there was a valid concern for Absolutely. him to say, we might need to push this along if yeah. you're not able to do this. If you're not able to do this. Yes. And you were like, fuck that. I'm doing <laughs> yeah, like, so, it. it. So, but then yeah. you got to pull him out. And then there was a, a few brief tense moments of we're just going to go to this little space right next mm-hmm. to you. You were mm-hmm. He was still in the room right there and they were doing their doctor thing. And then he cried and was like, okay. Oh, yeah. So this is a part of my story too. And, and if you were to ask my mother, she would say <laughs> it was awful. Oh my oh, God. He wasn't she was, breathing. She was quite traumatized. Yes. I mean, oh, we don't, I have no idea what her experiences were in labor. We got little stories, but. We, you know, it was yeah. quite, it was traumatizing she just for Grandma forgotten. to see, and she went into like crisis management, like zombie, like zoom mode. Like wow. she was standing next to the doctors, and she was <laughs> making sure she heard everything that was happening, and she was going into management, and then, then she was like, okay. Now he's crying. You can tap the baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she went into like mom mode. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and I remember at the time, I my my older sister and my mom were standing directly in front of me and my son was born and I'm just like you were so emotionally overwhelmed oh my gosh but I was yeah it was amazing and I'm my son's father and I are you know kissing and loving Mm -hmm. each other and he's telling me how amazing I am and he's crying and I'm crying and (laughs) and um and I look at my mom and she's like she's crying but she's scared Mm -hmm. and so I looked at her and I said why are you crying like really judgy (laughs) and like rude yeah (laughs) why aren't you happy like I am Um, she's like Jamie he's not breathing and I remember looking at her and be like he's fine what are you talking about and he wasn't breathing but I just like I look back and thank goodness I 
didn't really understand the situation because it could have been like, it could have been traumatizing for me. And it wasn't at right, all. Right, right. Not, not something you want to tell no, a new mom. No, right. And I look over and I'm like counting his toes and his fingers. Yeah. And I'm just like so blissed out that I have no idea that he's not breathing, you know? Wow. And now knowing what I know, 90% of babies don't cry as soon as they're born. Right. Like a lot of them have the cord around their neck. And he did. He had it twice around his neck. He wasn't breathing. And, but I mean, what, two minutes maybe? Yeah. A minute? And it wasn't. It, it seemed like there was a valid concern, but it was within the range of um, being sort of healthy or yeah. okay. You know, there yeah. was no whisking away to the NICU. No. It was, no. all right, let's get this baby breathing. Yeah. <laughs> and the NICU team was brought in mm-hmm. and they did, you know, do all their things mm-hmm. and his EPGARs were fine. Mm-hmm. And um, that's intense. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's really amazing that you kind of went in that direction. Like, at so just like at so young, that's yeah. really amazing. And I don't know. I think, I I think that there is something that you know comes with like delivering a baby and like whatever way that you're able to do it and however it kind of plays out. Absolutely. But it's nice that we live in a time where there are a multitude of options. Mm-hmm. And um, but like you, you were saying, educating yourself, yeah, knowing what your exactly. options are. Absolutely. Because like, so do have you done a lot of like home births? I have attended two okay. out of like the 30 that I've attended. I'm I'm always like, I don't, who gets rid of all that pool water? I don't, like, I don't want to have to deal with that. Like, <laughs> is it technically like biohazard? I mean, um, it's, I mean, it's, you it's just, bloody water. I would say, okay, so organs, you know, most, right? most midwives, and this is like a midwifery secret, most midwives don't like doing water births. For lots of reasons. So usually the midwives that I know will say things like, you know what, why don't we get out of the tub? Why don't we get mm-hmm. out of the tub and we'll go to the bed and see how things are going? People labor in water a lot. It's mm-hmm. very rare that they give birth in in um, in water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In your experience. In pruning. my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just like harder to just get in there? It, like, yeah. I, I need a scuba mask. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're already slippery. And, you know, it's like... <laughs> So a lot of times, um, the births that I've been to that have been water births have been at birth centers and, you know, they have the proper, like, I don't know, getting rid of the water systems. Systems. I feel like I want like a hotel suite with like a big, like I want the tub option. (laughs) I want the bed that spins and vibrates. (laughs) Yes. But yeah. And like, I, I feel like the home thing, I'm always like, I don't know who does, who dumps the water. I mean, my <laughs> dogs have like a kiddie pool and it's like a hassle to just dump that whole thing out. So, um, but I like question. I don't yeah. know. It's, buckets, I know the things I, I think about because I'm just like OCD. Oh, no, they're like, logistics. They're the, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. sounds, it's like this idealized romanticized <sighs> idea of like giving birth in a tub in my bedroom, but okay, <laughs> yeah. let's look at the logistics yeah. of that. Who's it's going like, to clean that? Yeah. I'm not going to clean that. Right. It's like leaving yeah. dishes in the sink and like you right. just had a kid. You're like, right. I, I would just like leave it there for like a week. <laughs> yeah. like, should we dump that out? So speaking of that, you also do something else that's really interesting. After the baby is born, do. why don't you tell us about yeah, that? So I freak my listeners out <laughs> a little bit more. Um, I hear this topic come up a lot in podcasts, and I always want to call in and correct everybody. <laughs> um, so I'm a plus, placenta encapsulator. Placenta encapsulator. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you were wondering what the next Marvel female superhero uh, name was going to be, placenta <laughs> encapsulator. So one of my really good friends, um, her husband 
like forgot my name and he called me the organ grinder. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. I literally was like telling my friends like, oh, and she also does like encapsulation. And I didn't know how to start explaining it. So I was like, you know how some people like eat the afterbirth? I was like, wait, <laughs> no, I'm maybe I should wrong. start there. Okay, so tell us what it is because I, I have no clue. I will. So the placenta is... Um, Okay, let's see. How am what I gonna is the placenta? Yeah, how am I going to explain this without everyone not being able to see my hands? Um, so the placenta is attached, attached to the uterine wall. And that is also where the sack of waters is, where the baby is actually inside, right? Okay. So the cord is attached to the placenta, which is attached to the baby's belly button, I guess. Um, so after the baby is born, okay, so cool thing about placentas. Um, <laughs> Tell us cool things I about I am fascinated this. by this organ. I love it. Um, so the placenta is the only organ that our body creates and then expels. Expels. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's okay, let's think about that for a second. Yeah. Like, our body just creates this organ to keep mm-hmm. our baby alive. And then when it's done, it's like, okay, I'm done pushing it out now. <laughs> I don't need this like, thing anymore. It is, job done. Yep. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm fascinated by this organ and I take pictures of every organ that I handle. Wow. Because they're all I, different. Mean, I think I never really thought of it as an organ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like that gooey stuff, I guess. Oh, yeah. And it looks like a liver. Wow. Um, It is bloody. It has clots. It is... Oh, there's Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I can show you pictures when we're done. Um, And I literally... It's so funny because... So I I do encapsulation. I clean. I um, steam. I dehydrate. And then I grind it in a grinder, which is why I'm the organ grinder. (laughs) And I put it into capsules. Um. I do it in my home. I There are tons of people, tons of people in LA who have like labs who do all this stuff. Um, I get asked questions all the time like, well, how do I know it's not, you know, being cross-contaminated? And I'm like, guess you're going to have to take my word for it. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Like, it's I, like, what benefit would you have of like... <laughs> right? Like, mixing up placentas or right. adding... Th- I don't even... She, <laughs> There's cinnamon in this one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes a little butter. <laughs> she, I like to think of my sister coming from the DIY punk ethic mm-hmm. of of information gathering and sharing. So it is done in her home. It is done by her. Um, she will teach people how to do it. Yes. She will That's invite crazy. people mentor, in on the process. Yeah. It's it's more about information sharing. Yeah. So than like it's, a business. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. So and the cool is, thing about like what I do, so this like I have like five jobs, right? Um, I <laughs> yes, hustle. I noticed that. Yeah, I hustle super hard. Um, but the fact that I have a full-time job is what makes me able to work on a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't charge any for my doula work or my encapsulation work. I don't charge anyone anything that I wouldn't be able to afford personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I know women, and I'm, like we talked about this briefly, like people in LA who charge 2500 to be a doula. Right. And I'm like, I wouldn't charge more than 800 ever. <laughs> like, because I want it to be accessible. I yeah. want people mm-hmm. who want to have a doula should be able to have a doula and totally. money should not be an issue. Yeah. And it's already, you're already getting ready for a new child in the home yeah. and all of these extra stuff. So, um, how long does like the encapsulation process take? Like for each, you know, batch placenta batch. <laughs> right. uh, I guess it's not a batch, just one. But you know, each lot, <laughs> yeah, each lot. Nice. <laughs> um, 
start to finish, it's 14 hours. Okay. But I'm only physically doing two-hour work. Okay. So it's in the dehydrated for 12 hours. Now, that's okay. if I do the traditional Chinese method, which is steaming it and dehydrating it. If I do the raw method, it's 24 hours. Raw, like, like, like I don't, jerky? I don't steam it. No, okay. it goes, it's literally like still bloody. So when I steam yeah. it, I mean, you think about when you steam something, it goes, you, again, can't see my hands, but you, it goes from being this big to being this big, right? Yeah, like spinach. Yes, it shrinks. Which <laughs> exactly, like spinach. Nice. Um, so when I'm doing it raw, it's just like little gooey pieces and um, it takes a lot longer to dehydrate. Hmm. Because the whole point is There's trying to get the blood. In there. Yes, exactly. So, and then is it literally like the size, like of a like a Dayquil capsule? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. And so, then, how many typically does it make? Depending on how big the baby is, is how big the placenta is. Oh, weird. Okay, yeah. yeah. You were twenty capsules worth. <laughs> right. That's amazing. <laughs> so, I'd say an average baby is about let's say six to seven pounds. Um, an average placenta, I get about a hundred to one hundred twenty. Wow. Pills. Um, so I recommend that people take like two to four, depending on how they're feeling. So, um, you can't overdose on placenta pills. Yeah. So two to four, like a day, a day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And For yeah, what, two, what is weeks. like the, the, you know, the benefits of doing this so, whole thing? So, um, your, fa- of- your favorite organ. I know. Time to talk up your favorite <laughs> organ. Um, so there's lots of controversy because, you know, you'll have like, doctors or health professionals or whatever that will say, you know, so much like biohazard and bile is going through this organ and it's dirty and blah, 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 blah. And then I go into like cultural, you know, so women in different countries do this all the time because Mm -hmm. they think or it is proven that this organ is is holding nutrients. Mm -hmm. So this organ is what kept your baby alive. It is where all of your nutrients that you put in your body is being kept. So- Mm -hmm. I'm in the understanding in the, you know, articles and the research that I've done that you are taking the hormones that kept your baby alive and putting it back into your system, which helps, um, it helps level out your hormones. Okay. So postpartum depression is a huge concern for most people. Right. And especially if you have suffered depression beforehand, like I'm... I feel like I was depressed when I was like 16 and had no idea. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, figured it out and, you know, I got on Mr. Smith's face. <laughs> it could be that too. Okay. <laughs> um, but um, I have a lot of women who contact me and they're like, I'm so afraid of postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And to get there, you know, usually you start with baby blues. But in my experience, women who take these pills don't, experience that. Wow. Have you had mamas who I have said, like same first, question? Oh, <laughs> I'm like ready to answer you. you. Know what I'm going to say? Sister connection. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> we have this game. Um, <laughs> so have you ever had mamas where first baby, no placenta, second baby, placenta? Yes. Were there differences yes. for them? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like fascinated with the fact that you have an encapsular at your house somewhere. <laughs> like, what else do you use that she, for? It's she like, used to have the punk rock button maker. And now she's <laughs> like the punk rock encapsulator. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Cool. And still adds them onto her like denim jackets yeah. or denim and leather jackets. <laughs> she has dishes in her kitchen that 
A, she's, you know, she's she's a very organized human being. Very organized. You know this about me because you are too, our emails. I know. We're like, we're going to get this together. We're not leaving it to all the tattooers. We're doing it. So she has um, label makers. She loves label Mm -hmm. makers. Nice. Um, And she has dishes in her kitchen that are labeled, um, do not use, these are 4% tests. Placenta dish. (laughs) Nice. And I have, everyone in my household knows this is where the stuff for the placentas mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Nobody should be touching this yeah. ever. Wow. Don't hilarious. use this strainer. It's only for placentas. <laughs> um, and I, I bleach everything. Yeah, I just, yeah. I have to. She I, has an immaculate kitchen. I so do. Her lab is <laughs> that's very so tidy. amazing. I'm cleaning and bleaching always yeah. and forever. Yeah. So how did that part come about in terms of like adding that to your to my skill service. set? Yeah, and services. Um, I taught myself watching YouTube videos. Wow. Yeah, I was curious about it. And all around this time when I turned 30, where I was like, what am I going to do? Um, I was like, I want to I want to help people. I want to, like, I didn't suffer from any kind of baby blues or postpartum mm-hmm. depression or anything like that. Even though I was talking about this earlier, um, my son was born on... Nine nine oh one, so yeah. two days before nine eleven. Wow! And wow. my dad works in the oil field, and he was traveling back from. Um, I think South it Africa? may have been the country of Angola at the time. Yeah, was hmm. it Africa? I I might have been Africa. Or what was a it fun family? I don't think Papua New Guinea. It was Papua New Papua Guinea. Guinea. It was Papua New yes. Guinea. Yes. So wow. my dad was working in the oil field, and he was on his way back, and he was lost for like a day. Yeah. Wow. Because. You know, planes so were yeah, stopped yeah. and did. Yeah. So it was really stressful that time yeah. that, you know, the first yeah. few days of postpartum. Yeah. And New York was one of his stops in the layover home. Yes. There, was, there was all of this like, okay, who do we call? So yeah. where, 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 how, do we, how do we do this? Yeah. So yeah. My, my postpartum was a very different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like I, there was like bigger things to worry about. Right, right. I, I was so concentrated on just like keeping my baby safe. Like that mm-hmm. was my number one concern. Like I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to drive anywhere. I wanted to stay home and cuddle my baby and that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And um, and I didn't have any issues. But I, I meet all of these women who literally like could not connect with their baby. And in my experience with people who have taken placenta pills um, – they have more energy. Mm-hmm. They feel better. Like they just, I've had one person, this is a question I thought you were going to ask. Yeah. I've had one person have kind of like a weird like reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And she what said, she just said, I just felt kind of weird. Yeah. And I okay. said, that's a fair there way. There's so many correlating factors. I know. But, yeah. And then I was like, did you stop taking them? And she's like, yeah. I was like, how do you feel? She's like, I feel great. I was like, well, okay, awesome. Yeah. You know? Don't and, need them. Yeah. And so I like had asked her, you know, how, how were they? And she's like, hmm, I don't know. I just felt kind of weird. Maybe she like psyched herself out a little bit. I mean, or whatever. It's not for yeah, everybody, yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, but the important thing was she knew. Like, like yeah. maybe if I eliminate this, I'll feel a little better. Yeah. Like, okay, great. And you kind of like, like you said, it's it's not really going to do anything bad to you. It's no. part of your body. And I think that most people, once you're like, well, most animals eat most that's of it. That's always one yeah. of my responses like, too. Yeah. And that's been on the ground. It's not dehydrated or <laughs> right. sanitized. Or cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> so... A hundred, like a hundred or so pills. Mm-hmm. And then do you have people who will like comp- finish their, oh, or yeah. do you just save some for when your kids are older and you're Both. like, you see this? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I've had so many situations and, and different things and stories that I hear. So one dad wanted me to make him jerky, which I did. Wow. Sure. Yeah. Oh Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. And his was more of a surprise factor. He wanted to tell people I ate my wife's wow. placenta. And he did. And <laughs> what a guy. I know, right? That's and then crazy. I had another um <laughs> my friend, um, she so she had her first son in San Francisco and she had someone encapsulate for her there. She had her second son here and I encapsulated for her. And she said her husband took his um took two of her placenta pills before he ran a marathon. Wow. And so when I showed up with his pills for the second baby, he comes running out of the house saying, <laughs> our pills are here. <laughs> and she was like, you can have three. That's it. <laughs> like he was excited to take these pills because he said they, it gave him like tremendous energy. Wow. That's the female power one. right there. I've never even taken one. I want to take one. That's you can take so- mine when I do mine. Oh, well, yeah. That's our next hot next. topic. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. Okay. How did this come about? And tell us what you are going to do next. Okay. So my next venture <laughs> um, is I'm going to be a surrogate. Woo! Yes. So wow. I'm going to that's be a, a gestational surrogate, which means I'm just carrying. So it's not my egg. Um, there's no It's DNA. not your sperm. It's no. <laughs> not my, not my sperm. <laughs> um, so this... This, there's no DNA that's mine. I am literally just the, the oven. oven. The oven. I'm cooking this baby that for another so family. Cool. Yes. That is so so cool. Yeah. So I would say um, a few years ago, I started to think about it. I had a friend that did it, and I was like, I could totally do that. Like mm-hmm. I'm really good at birthing. That's so I, cool. Like, You're so awesome. Being pregnant. I do. Aww. I do. Even with seven months of morning sickness and puking every day. Mm-mm. I loved it. Okay. Wow. Yeah, right. The, the, the good parking spots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always have to like remind myself, I'm like, I also was 17 and like nothing could like break <laughs> me down and my body was great. Now, I'm But like, that's so amazing. Yeah. Was this like a, like, did you meet the couple I separately socially? Or? So my friend who was the surrogate, um, we both were in this like mom Facebook group. It was a breastfeeding group. And I'm in there as an advocate, as a birth doula mm-hmm. and um, encapsulator and pa- attached parent. And I breastfed, you know, years ago. Um, so the the IP, the intended parent, um, that's the the lingo. Nice. <laughs> Surrogacy <laughs> talk. Um, so cool. again. <laughs> It's always come back to acronyms. Yeah. Acronyms forever. So that lazy. is so cool. <laughs> I honestly like, I just want to say like, I love that that's, you know, like all of this really scary stuff is happening with like health insurance and women's mm-hmm. reproductive rights. And I just feel like it seems like the response is just women coming back to each other and Absolutely. being like, I will do this for you or yeah. I will help you or coach you mm-hmm. or carry for you. It's yeah. so amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's great that it's and she's like, going to teach me to be her doula. Yes. When That's she has birth to so yes. Awesome. So she, my and you sister, already did it well the first time. Yeah, so it's like, know, I already now, got now this. she's going to, she's going to give me specific massage techniques now. Yes, <laughs> the like you did it wrong. Right, awesome. <laughs> right, you're really my attention <laughs> right here. That's so awesome. But yeah. it, it's great. It really does feel like, um, there will always be like a response to that kind of like legislation. It's like, well, we're just going to get together in a barn right. and we're all going to take care of each other's babies. So yes, that's absolutely. really amazing. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So you, um, your other friend who's a surrogate. Yes. So the, the IP was in this group basically just searching surrogacy, like surrogate, okay. because she knew she, she has a three-year-old and um, she was told by her fertility doctor they had to do, I don't know her whole story, but 
they had to use um, IUI to get pregnant. And I think she's had several miscarriages. And wow, it was really hard rough. for her yeah. to, to get pregnant. So her doctor had told her, like, you, the next baby's going to kill you. You cannot carry another baby. So um, she has two frozen embryo already from the last time. And um, she's was looking for a carrier. Wow. And she knew she wanted someone local. Um, I don't know her reasoning, but I would assume so she could, you know, see them and be yeah, close to them. Yeah, yeah. Feel part of the pregnancy. Absolutely. And I, as somebody who, you know, will be carrying, I'm like, I couldn't imagine, like, I I couldn't imagine not feeling my baby kick or like, yeah. I, I can't wait to be pregnant and be like, oh my gosh, your baby just kicked. Come over. Like, yeah. come hang out with your baby, you know? Um, so... She contacted my friend because there was a post that said surrogacy and had her name attached to it. Mm-hmm. And she had just had her own baby and they plan on having more. So she's like, you know, I'm getting older and I think I'm going to have more. But I have a friend who's interested. You should contact her. So she wow. told me, hey, I gave this woman your name. I don't know where you are in the process. If you still want to do this, if you're still curious. And I was like, okay, yeah, give her my name. But yeah, absolutely. That's Have her contact so me. Cool. So You're I'm so gonna, brave. You're like, yeah, let's sure. do this. So before that, I had had two other women who possibly had wanted me okay. to be their surrogate. And at the time, I wasn't sure if I was done having my own babies. Okay. And I remember talking to a friend who's like a, a mentor and a confidant, and, and she said, How would you feel if you ended in a C section with someone else's baby? And like kind of caught me off surprise. I was like, well, first off, that would never happen because <laughs> I know what I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then I was like, oh. So in Ventura County, um, it's close to impossible to have a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after cesarean. And um, just be, they just won't let you do it? it is, yes. So okay. it actually just changed like two weeks ago. There's one hospital that'll allow it. Um, but... Is it as simple as they're afraid you're going to like rip open? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Jesus. Okay. Uterine tear, which is like 3% chance or something ridiculous. Wow. Okay. But hospitals don't want to be sued. So yeah. they don't do things that are, you know, could be considered dangerous, yeah. you know. I mean, they're still having women labor on their back and push on their back. I mean, hello, that's... Yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> we have got you started. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm a It is now. like, yeah, it does. I mean... It, it isn't like a medical emergency. No. It isn't a surgery. No. It's birth. Like it does feel like it needs its own space. Like yes. not not necessarily like have to be outside of a hospital, but it should be its own thing. It should be more relaxing and more hotel-like. Right. Like it doesn't have to be this sterile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it should be comfortable, you yes. know? And that's really like when I think about it, it's like, that's what I want. I want to be comfortable. I want dim lighting. I mm-hmm. want things that smell good. And like, obviously I have no freaking idea what it's going to be like, but I would think you'd want to be comfortable. Yeah. You know, and have like options rather than like that hospital environment. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like being in a hospital no matter what the reason is. Yeah. And that's why, you know, out of the 30 or so births that I've attended, um, only two of them have been home births and three of them have been birth centers. The rest have been hospitals. Mm-hmm. That's where I've needed the most. Yeah, yeah. You know, is to comfort and help women do what their body is meant to do because they have all these other people. Like women go into hospital settings thinking the doctor knows what to do. The doctor will tell me that. And they have no idea that the nurse has 10 other patients and literally is just going to check in on you and 
And yeah. you're laboring by yourself in a room. Right, right. And then they're coming in and sometimes they're not completely truthful about what's happening or they're not yeah. giving you all of the information. Right. And if you haven't done any research of your own, you think, oh, my doctor has my best interest. I'm like, no, that's not true. Yeah. Not all the time. It's not true. Yeah. And there, there are other people and other things happening and... So you were contacted and then... Yes. So um, I essentially met her through Facebook. That's where everybody... Uh, right. What? We met through Facebook. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> All my friends are friends. <laughs> um, and we started talking and it was kind of like, okay, this is what I want to do. Would you be willing to go see my fertility doctor? And I don't know why... Um, I don't know why I felt completely just drawn to this person. Nice. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. You know, so before even meeting her, I went and saw her fertility doctor. Wow. They, I was told my my uterus and cervix are beautiful. Aww. I know. It was like, like the best compliment ever. <laughs> um, oh, but I was great. also told that I was 30 pounds over BMI. So I had to lose weight before we did anything. Wow. And talk about stressful. Oh my God, it's um, like a, you did a casting it. audition. Did. You did it. I did. I lost 30 pounds. Wow, that's amazing. I like, joined this awesome gym and I stopped eating anything that tasted good. And, <laughs> um, that is a huge sacrifice to make to, uh, for someone you don't really even know personally, know. you know? And I hear that a lot. Like, oh my gosh, you're giving them such a gift. And I don't even look at it that way. It's just kind of like, this is what I meant to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I 100% feel like she's a person I'm supposed to carry for. Wow. She, like, I'm not done birthing. I know that. And I knew that a long time ago. Um, it wasn't until like a year ago when I have accepted the fact that I'm done having my own children. Mm -hmm. um, my son is almost 16. I have to pay for college soon. Like, he needs me in a different way now yeah. as a teenager. Um, not so much physically, but like emotionally a mm -hmm. lot. We talk a lot. And I couldn't imagine having a newborn and trying to raise him and do all of those things. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with that. You know, it took me a long time. I went through this like from like 30 to, you know, 33 of like, I like literally felt like my clock was ticking. Mm -hmm. Like I had to get pregnant right now, you know? And then- it kind of went away and I was like, I'm okay where I am. I yeah. love that I don't, you know, have to be home all the time. Yeah. My son <laughs> takes lifts places and <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're coasting a little yeah. now. You're like you're almost at that point I where know. it's like you're a self-sufficient person. I know. And it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I also would not be able get to get a cat or something. I know, you know? right? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to do the birth work I do if I had right, younger children. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't start doing this birth work until my son was like twelve or thirteen. And at mm -hmm. that point, he didn't need me a whole lot. You know, we did carpools. So I had people to take him to school. Um, and I couldn't, I, I know a lot of doulas who have babies who do this. And I'm yeah. like, how do you do that? Yeah, yeah. That's so, so hard. And like, that, you don't sleep through the night. And it takes me like two days to recuperate from yeah. the birth, you know, because I did That's not, good though. You like that, you put your whole self into it and that's absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. And um, I think I just have like a really good sense of who I am and what I want and what I need. And, um, you know, had to go through all of that to get to where I am, which is I want a birth. Like I'm, I am like born to have babies. Yeah. And that must be so 
amazing for yeah. a couple who's just like, I found, I found someone on Facebook. Yeah. It's like, what? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Like, I know. that's such an amazing thing. And, you know, I think we're, we're barely at the point where it's not like looked at sideways mm-hmm. or like, you know, and that must be so difficult. Like you said, like, for somebody who, of course, like in an ideal situation, you want to carry your own kid or whatever, but you know, to do it and to have somebody who's supportive, who isn't even necessarily someone you know, but mm-hmm. it's just like, I totally get that. And yeah, I'd be at least interested in looking into it. So that's so amazing. And we talk about, um, we talk about our situation all the time where it's like totally a partnership, you know, mm-hmm. like we are on the phone with each other all the time. Like, okay, I need you to make these phone calls and hey, would you mind doing this? And da, 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 da. Yeah. And getting ready for the baby. Yeah. yeah. And it's so cool. And I get asked questions all the time. Like, you know, do you, do you think you're going to be attached? And I'm like, well, I feel like I am so excited to give this person like this amazing gift, but like, mm-hmm. this is not my baby. Yeah. Like, like you know, going I am into detached it. detached enough to know that, no, I'm not going to have a hard time giving someone mm-hmm. else their baby. And I kind of look at <laughs> yeah. them weird, like... No. Well, it's a valid like, question. I it mean, is. Yeah. It is. It's, it's, That's it's valid. why it takes you're, a certain kind yeah. of person to yeah. do what which I'm doing. why part of the process of becoming a surrogate is a psychiatric evaluation. Yes, which oh, I did. Well, that makes sense. Yes. So you don't like run off with the child. Exactly. So that makes sense. And legal babies. contracts. So you yes. don't run right. off with the child. There's, there, there is this, this, I want to help my sister have this baby sister being woman, sister, mm-hmm. sister, um, <laughs> you know, have this baby and do this thing. But there is very much a black and white legal right, structure right. to it. There are contracts and you yeah. are meeting with lawyers and doctors yes. and it's a very structured process. Absolutely. And um, for you at least. Yeah. And and the, this is the best part of this whole story. So so I'm talking to this woman via Facebook Messenger back and forth. And at this point, we don't even have each other's phone number. So I go and see her doctor and they tell us I need to lose weight. And so I was like, okay, this is my plan. I'm going to stop eating anything and I'm going to go to the gym <laughs> 20 days a week. And I'm going to do all this stuff and like very determined, like I'm going to do this. And she was so sweet and she sent me a Fitbit and was Aww. like, wishing you luck. What a sweetheart. Oh, they're just the nicest people ever. And I kind of was like, oh, they're courting me. Oh, yeah. they're like, and, and, you know, she has randomly like in the, the beginning when I was going to her doctor and I was getting these tests done to do blood work and stuff like that and. Um, she would send me like an Amazon gift card for a hundred dollars. Like treat yeah. yourself. Thank you so much for everything. And wow. really, really sweet. And yeah. so I was like, why are they giving me stuff? This is weird. <laughs> you know, just uncomfortable receiving. Um, because I am such a giving and loving right, person. right. And I just, I just like. There's a part of me that's like, I'll do it for free. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but obviously, I totally yeah. could like see that. Where, yeah, yeah. You just you're in it, and yeah. like it definitely seems like if you knew so much from when you were such a youngster, mm-hmm. you know, that that's definitely, it does seem like the trajectory. And yeah. I know you're saying you wouldn't go for the midwife, but it looks like you're hitting all the bases <laughs> and right. I don't know, you might as well. <laughs> right. You're like, I mean, I can, I like to encapsulate, <laughs> I can, but you know, I, I can, to, but I don't really want to. <laughs> so, you know, you don't have to get into like the specifics if mm-hmm. you don't want to, but um, what is the general contractual thing? Like what is the price range that's offered? Do they cover all your medical bills mm-hmm. and everything. Like, is it just, you're just like, here's my body and all of this fitness you that yeah. you're doing. Right. <laughs> you're like, you guys put the bill for everything else. Right. What is um, it usually? So, 
or obviously you a, haven't done this a lot, but yeah. You know. So there's a that's a really good question because I had all those questions yeah. too. Because I'm walking into this like, okay, how much should I be asking for, <laughs> yeah. and what do you pay for? What You're is, literally like, like, what is your nine nine months rent in your womb? Right? What does that cost? Right. And you know, my my best friend um, is very practical, and I am just like a bleeding heart, and I'm like, take everything, it's fine, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, and so she was like okay, let's think about like, not only is your life going to change and be different and you know, you've worked so hard to like lose this weight and get healthier and now you have to like start over and da, da, da. And so she was like, you know, you should really do some research and see what it is. Like, like you said, price range and stuff. Yeah. So I was asking the, the surrogate or I'm sorry, the IP, I was asking her like, so I didn't want to walk into the situation and be like, I want $70,000, you know, and her be like, what the hell, you know? Yeah. So I was like, so what is your price range? Yeah. Like not to get like, I don't know if that's inappropriate to ask. Right. But it's like, like it's going to come up at some point. Yeah. And like I had to give her copies of like my, um, of my like check stub. And I was like, why do you need this? Well, because if like once I'm on maternity leave, they cover whatever my, um, what is that? Disability. Okay. So they cover the difference. So I'm not Got losing it. money being on. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know? Um, so there's all these things that a friend of mine pointed out. Cause I was like, I don't want to ask her to like buy me prenatals. And she's like, if she was pregnant, she'd have to buy herself prenatals. Yeah. You yeah. know? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you're right. Okay. Yeah. So they like, want the healthiest, like, yeah, you know. But I like, I, it feels weird asking because like I said, I would probably do it for free because I'm right. But right. If, you know, at the same time, if she had frozen embryos and she sort of knew that this was a possibility, I'd imagine on her end, she knows what has to happen in yes. order for this to happen. Yes. So it's, right. you have all this awkwardness in terms of asking for these things, but you don't even have to ask for them. No, totally. Because it's, yeah. a, it's a professional agreement. She yes. knows what she needs to provide. And then totally. before me even saying anything, because um, I was like researching online and mm-hmm. was like trying to like get my hair to grow. So I was like, you know, bought some <laughs> yeah. prenatals and, um, and she had sent me like an email and was like, hey, how much are your prenatals? I'm going to send you an Amazon gift card to cover your next few months worth. And I was like, nice. oh, oh, cool. <laughs> nice. Thanks, you know? Um, so... I'm just not used to this. I don't know what to expect. Right, right. And my one friend who who has done it before, from the research I've done, she didn't get paid as much as a first-time surrogate normally gets paid. Okay. Because, yeah, there is like a range, yes. I would imagine, of what that generally goes for. So the IP, when I asked her, I was like, so, you know, what am I looking at? And, and what does that cover? And right. what does that mean? And... Her response was um, between twenty five and thirty grand is okay. the the flat fee, not including the insurance that they cover and um, the monthly. Like they pay, they I guess they give me like three hundred dollars every three yeah three hundred dollars every month to cover like organic foods and like if I want right. to take pre um you know prenatal yoga and if I want to do all these things for right, right. clothes. Yes. You know, so I get another yeah. stipend for clothes. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Cause yeah. yeah, I was gonna say too, like I imagine if she was like actively looking for a surrogate, then you have a plan financially yes. as to like what that's gonna run. And and right. another thing that I learned, you know, was that um this money, it's not like it's not like they're living or doing this paycheck to paycheck. They have to have the entire amount in an account. Okay. Before we even start. That makes 
total sense. Totally. That's amazing. But someone like us, probably, who live paycheck to paycheck, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, you have 50 grand <laughs> yeah, sitting no, around Totally, somewhere. totally. <laughs> and yeah, like you said, you're so sweet that it would have been like, dude, fine. Yeah, we could have like a layaway. Put right? your room on layaway, girl. <laughs> but that's <laughs> really great. Check for me. It's cool. I mean, I, I, I imagine there was some... Um, instances where the, there are these stipulations where it's like we've had runaway, you know, totally. surrogate moms or right, people right. who couldn't pay. Things get very gray. Yeah, yes. exactly. And I, I mean, how do you feel about about that amount? That seems like a fair assessment of, I mean, I've never been pregnant before. And like, what? how did you feel I, when she said that? Well, I was like, holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of I feel like all the guys listening to this would be like, I would do that. And because guys are so quick to be like, and you know how like sperm donations, I don't know, do they even get paid? But like, if you donate an egg, you get like it's thousands. Just know we're more valuable in a lot of ways. I have a friend who donated eggs to buy a car. I mean, what kind of car did she buy? Um... A red one. <laughs> <laughs> She's you like know. driving a Corvette. Yeah. My eggs yeah. paid oh, for this. Exactly. That should be a bumper sticker. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. honestly. Well, and it's funny because like the surrogate, I get asked this all the time. Like, well, what are you going to spend your money on? I was like, I'm going to pay off my debt. Yeah, get a car payment and get a new yeah. Subaru. Like, <laughs> like, I'm an adult. I have bills to pay. <laughs> my goodness. It was so funny. My accountant was talking about like asking us like if we took any trips this year. I was like, no, you're our accountant. We have it. We've been trying to pay off debt. Like we're trying to be responsible. That's such a big old movie of an accountant. Yeah, I know, right? That in itself. I know. Big girl. Is is surrogacy a tax write-off? Um, it is not. That's yeah. crazy though. Okay, so that seems like you were saying you're comfortable with that. And I like that there's like a stipend for all the extra stuff. So yes. it's not like here's this lump sum and yeah. you pay for everything. So um Right. What? Okay. So we started this process in April, no, February of 2016. Okay. Um, and so now we're in what March of 2017. So it's been about a year. And um, around the end of 2016, we started talking about like insurances, you mm-hmm. know. And so I went to a um, insurance broker because mm-hmm. I'm a grown up, and I said, "Find me the best insurance for a surrogacy." And she did all this work for me and I got, you know, this different insurance, which I'm paying $100 more a month, but whatever. Um, I have way better insurance. So talking to the IP, we did all this research and um, because we are using my insurance and they're basically paying the difference. So they pay 30% for like the birth and stuff. Okay. They're just adding an extra couple grand because I, I'm paying my insurance Okay, because yeah. I'm sure it was just easier to just upgrade your insurance yeah. and then yes. we'll add it yes. on. That makes sense. Instead of them writing me a check for right. $347 a month, you That's know, so they just amazing. add a few $1,000 to it. So um, are you guys splitting your placenta pills this time or who gets who gets us? I know. Really <laughs> right? good question. Is that in the contract? Okay, so that's a great question. <laughs> um, so the mom is currently breastfeeding her three-year-old. Okay. Um, so she plans on continuing to lactate so she can feed her newborn, okay. which is like so amazing. And I'm so excited for her. I plan on pumping just to, cause I can't imagine, I have so many friends, so many people I know in like the, you know, breastfeeding community who don't produce enough milk. I could not okay. imagine having it and just being like, oh, I'm not going to use it. So I'm going to drink myself right. up. Um, so I plan on pumping as long as I possibly can. I know it's a lot of work. 
I know it's going to be crazy to do it without having a baby to help. Right, right. Because um, you just have to kind of do it all the time, right? Because like after you stop, it like just dries every, up. It's like every two hours I have to wake up and pump. I think it's really amazing that as long as you're pumping, you're producing. I know. Like that's crazy to me. Our bodies body. are amazing. Oh my God, you never have to buy dairy. I know. Okay. <laughs> um, Don't come into my house for coffee because <laughs> I will put my breast milk in it. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, it can't be any worse than, than a cow. cow's milk. Yeah, like exactly. I really, I mean, I feel like I got over the whole like whatever it's like I I don't know and I'm also the type of person that like there's nothing about my own body that grosses me out so yeah are you like this is going to be the first time that you encapsulate maybe your own placenta your own organ you get to see yours it's like you will kind of get a little baby yeah right your own little organ baby (laughs) you know that's something to look forward to weirdly enough I don't think I'm going to encapsulate for myself, I think I'm going to eat it raw. Oh, I was going to ask about that. Honestly, yeah. I didn't know if you knew anybody who had done that. Yeah, or, I know a lot of people. Are you who just do you're it. just like fear factoring I'm, this whole experience? <laughs> like you just keep upping the ante. It's amazing, and I'm sure that's totally gross to people, and that's fine. Like whatever, that is okay. not, they don't I, have to eat it. Exactly, exactly. Um, and it's so funny because like my teenager. This isn't this stuff isn't weird to him at all. Mm-hmm. Like he has grown up in a home where we talk about birth and body parts and mm-hmm. it's just like it's normal, right? So um he'll walk into every time he walks into the kitchen and I'm I'm steaming a placenta, he always says, Are you making eggs? <laughs> like uh-huh. Nope. And because it does, it smells like it. Iron. Oh, that's a yeah, protein. Iron and protein. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty like cool. Um, I have, like, I feed my cat raw, so I have beef liver in my fridge right oh, yeah, now. So about, let me smell it. I'll tell you if it smells the same. <laughs> I have to meal prep for her after this. But <laughs> that's so amazing. So, is there, I mean, how did, did your son have any questions about it when you kind of were like, I'm going to do this or about surrogacy or about, yeah, about surrogacy? Um, well, when I told him, I think I had already been a few months into the process because I wanted to kind of see where it was going right. and make, you know, because so much can happen. Totally. And with the BMI thing, I was like, well, what if I don't lose the weight? I mean, it, it crossed my mind, but I was kind of like, give me a timeline and I will mm-hmm. make it happen. And I did. Sure. Like, awesome. Oh my gosh. Towards the end, I had like three pounds to lose. And I literally was like drinking this like weird concoction <laughs> to like lose bo- like water weight. And it was. I did it though. Um, <laughs> what a I, trooper! No, I literally like called the fertility doctor. I was like, I will be there at seven a.m. before, like I'm, and I'm taking all my clothes off when I weigh <laughs> myself. And they're like, okay, like a boxer, like, totally you're, I'm making weight today. And I'm peeing. Wait till I pee. I'm gonna pee when I get there. Like That's so awesome. Oh gosh, it was so stressful. And so wh- when wait, you wait, you what happened when you told Levi? Oh yeah. So so I waited um until it was like a few months into it, and I took him to dinner. and We're talking. So my son and I do the best talking when we're not in our home. Like mm-hmm. we have to go out to dinner, so there's no distractions and. You know, um, so we went out to dinner and we're talking and I said, so, um, do you know what a surrogate is? And he said, yeah, it's, it's when you carry a baby for somebody who can't have a baby. And I said, yeah, I said, so I'm, I'm looking into becoming a surrogate and I met a family who needs a surrogate and he goes, wait, so you're going to carry a baby for someone else? And I said, yeah. What do you think about that? He goes, mom, that's so badass. (laughs) Oh, what a sweetheart. And I was like... Thanks, Levi. That's so sweet of you. Like that's, that's awesome. awesome. I know. So he's just like so supportive and so amazing. And yeah, and it does seem like it's he's at a good age where totally. it's like 
he's exploring his own self and he's like, cool, mom. You yeah, know, like, do that's your pretty thing. cool. And like, even, you know, he doesn't really care all that much, you know? So like, I'll be like, oh, I went and did this or like, I went and talked yeah. this or whatever. And he's like, cool. You know, like I let him know what's going <laughs> yeah. on, but he doesn't really like... He's like living in his little world, yeah, you know. He doesn't like ask me questions or anything. But that's so cool. Is there anything you're kind of nervous about, or no? Not that I can think of. I'm like I did it at seventeen. I, I can do well, it now. In the beginning, you the the nervous part were were the the logistics. Yeah, that, that because that, I don't know that you don't have that business background and yes. the, the business of carrying a baby. And I hate like you know so. money. Like, yeah, I hate yeah, bringing it up yeah. and talking about it. And I babysit a lot because yeah. I just like love kids and you know yeah. like I'm kind of boring. And childcare is and, so expensive and so stressful, and it should be this really beautiful and community yeah, thing. So totally. it's like really awesome. We need more women like you, yeah. you know, it's a rough thing. I think for people who don't have those options, it's really like yeah. you, you underestimate like how much things like Planned Parenthood matter and people mm-hmm. like doulas who are, who are able to work on sliding scale. It's like people need support, you know? So when I got pregnant, actually my sister, um, I had asked her to, take me to Planned Parenthood because I needed to get a birth control. And this mm-hmm. is before I um, was sexually active. Mm-hmm. And then, oops, I had sex and I had unprotected sex. And then I was, then we broke up and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I don't need to go to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Um, and then, oops, I'm pregnant. Um, and so it was after I had my son that I started going to Planned Parenthood. And um, they literally, you read my speech. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did. So it was amazing. You know my whole story. Yeah. Um, so, so awesome. Yeah. And I get to actually give my speech at a banquet for Planned Parenthood. Nice. I hope they said like, uh, we had Jamie who was going to give a speech, but she is. At a birth. Massaging a birthing mother right now. So, which, you know, nice little segue into what you do. So, that's yeah. so cool. Um, so, I am. Um, I lost my train of thought. You went to Planned Parenthood after you had the baby. Yeah. Yes. So um, I started getting birth control and getting my paps done there because I was a young mom and they literally were the only professional, you know, medical professionals Mm -hmm. who treated me like a human being. Yeah. um, And who were like accommodating and supportive and kind to me. Like I got very mistreated for being a young yeah. Mexican I mean, and mom. you were in high school. Mm-hmm. So like, what was being pregnant in high school like? Well, luckily at that time, so 16, you know, and a half years ago when I was pregnant, um, at that time we had a school in Oxnard um, and it was called Puente High School and it was geared towards pregnant and um, teen parents. Wow, that's So awesome. their entire goal, I mean, obviously now they don't have the funding for it. It got... I of think, course. yeah, I think Just, it was a total of like five years is how long it lasted. Wow. And I was the third year. So wow. it lasted for two more years after I finished it. Um, but their whole goal was to support and ensure that you are going to graduate. Like yeah. that was their whole goal. It was amazing. So I went twice a week and we literally just did like packets. So this was my, um, it was my second semester of my senior year when I mm-hmm. found out I was pregnant. And I was just kind of like, well, I'm not going to stay here because this is awkward and weird yeah. and uncomfortable and you're all mean. That's and- so like amazing that that existed because I now I think about because like, when it's like I can't imagine what that would be like to be pregnant at such an age. 
-hmm. when, you know, everyone around you doesn't know how to properly react to that without being like super judgmental Uh or, or even their parents being like, stay away from, you know, like it's contagious or something like. Is it relevant that we went to a high school that was out of Oxnard and out of our city that was not, there was a high, a very low percentage of people of color at our call at our high school. Mm. Correct. Do you find that that Played a part me, in me feeling uncomfortable. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I mean, just the socioeconomic differences between us leaving Oxford to go to a well, high school that was at a higher socioeconomic level. Yeah. Did they know? Like, were you showing before you left? No. Like, okay, so was no. it just like some people knew and it some was- people knew, and really, it was like I remember telling my mom, and she was like, "Okay, well, I, I mean, at the time, she didn't know what what is like the normal thing you do when you're pregnant in high school, like." I don't even know what it would be now. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. what it was then. And so, like, literally, I don't know who my mom called at the, in the district. And one day was just like, oh, there's this high school and, you know, attached That's to this amazing. other high school and you're going to go there. And I was like, okay. You know, um, but the thing that I loved about it is that every teacher, so it was like in these portables behind another high school. Okay. And there were people, like, they had one portable where there was childcare. So people would bring their kids. Wow. So I knew, literally knew, like, five of the girls I'd gone to, like, elementary school with who have, like, three kids, you know, at 16. And um, all their kids, so so when we were on break, they would go and, like, feed their kids or hang out with their kids. It was just amazing. Yeah. So amazing. And I guess now they have continuation high schools, but even back then, that wasn't the thing you did. Right, right. Um, and it must be nice to just be surrounded by people who like have some shared experiences, yeah. and it's not who are either like, pregnant or already have kids. And, right. and the cool thing was is that there was guys there too. So That's if, awesome. yeah, so they made it easy for them to graduate high school, so they could work and support their family. Right. It was That's amazing. Great. It was so amazing. Yeah, I think it's it's always better when you don't just ignore the problem or like right. act like this isn't happening. It's like that's just making it worse. You need to support again, like going back to the idea of this like community, like Mm -hmm, if it's happening and if it's needed, then provide it, you know, instead of just shunning people and making it worse. Yeah. And making it harder for the children who it's like their children, they should have a chance. I was just watching this documentary about this. I don't know how old the documentary is, but it's literally like a prison program where it's Mm. literally like its own little building and yard. And it's just for anybody pregnant. And they allow them, they're like rolling out this program where not only like you can keep your baby there with you for like a certain amount of time. And of course it's controversial, but it's like they're babies and they should be with their mom, you know, and it's... And they probably have a better chance of not like becoming... Right, repeating the cycle. Exactly. And it's just brighter colors and it's their children. They're just not like little toddlers running around or whatever. It's like, I think for the year after mm-hmm. or something the like that, the first year. Day, yeah. yeah. So, and I was like, that's amazing. That's really, really great. So that's um, one thing that I, um, I want to do. It's on my bucket list is to be a doula for incarcerated women. Yeah. I yeah. Love to do that. Because yeah, they were saying how they like, they're like chained to the hospital bed and it's like, they're just, she's having a baby. Let her have right. a baby. It's, and the thought of like having to have a kid and in 24 hours, give them to somebody or figure out somebody to come get your kid. I just love this idea of like, you can keep them here. We're going to keep you somewhere separate. And they can nurse that baby. Yeah. Little crib. And you know, it's not like they have, it's like they're being punished for their crime. The the child and the infant should not be punished. Like they Mm -hmm. should be with their mother. So it's nice that some things are coming around. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to pregnant high school. That's um, cool. 
And I believe my graduating class was the last one where they allowed you, if you finished the program, that you could walk with your class from your high school. Oh, okay. So I did. Um, That's so great. So I left, I left literally the first week of second semester of my senior year. Okay. And I came back for the graduation. And nice. I was six months pregnant and people were like, uh, <laughs> where have, okay, I know where you've been, you yeah. know? Um, That's so cool. That's yeah. amazing that you were able to, and I feel like that, like looking back, probably like that all feeds into why it's such a positive thing for you and has yeah. gone in this positive direction. Cause it's like the support of your family mm-hmm. and also the opportunity to like not have your high school end on like, a judgmental and yeah. like depressed, like no, because of other people's ignorance, you mm-hmm. know? And at the time, like uh. it was kind of like, yep, I'm here. Yep. I'm pregnant. Like I'm not going to see half of you ever yeah. again. Doesn't really matter. Go ahead and judge me. Go ahead yeah. and talk about me. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. It really didn't. Um, but going to the pregnant high school, um, they made it possible for me to do everything I needed to do. So I still worked. Um, I only had to go twice a week for four hours a week. And I basically just had to turn in my work. Um, And they worked around my my doctor appointments. They counseled us on like parenting stuff. We had like speakers come in. It was just so cool. Yeah. It was just really amazing. And I think I... My goal was to graduate and I would have whether that that right. um, program existed or not, but um, it was really stress-free for me. Yeah. You and know? that's important. That's really important because yeah. it could, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The kind of like pressure you're under and you know what I, like it, it's no need for that. Like it's, this is happening yeah. and it's fine and let's make it as good as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. It sucks that it doesn't exist anymore. I know. But. I know. So what do you currently do with Planned Parenthood? So I am, I table events. Nice. Um, I am a very proactive person. So as soon as I went through the training, so the day after Trump got elected, I was like depressed, like super bummed. No super way. Bummed. I know. <laughs> like super bummed. And yeah. I was just like, Okay, I'm gonna allow myself like a day to be bummed yeah. out. I That's went to so work. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. I was like, you get like a day. You get a day. Get up tomorrow. And then oh, yeah. Get your ass like on a project and do something, yeah. you know, because I'm an activist at heart. Like, that's what I do. Like, yeah. what do we need to do? How do we need to do it? And what do we need to do it? You know, yeah, so put that energy towards something absolutely. positive. Absolutely. Um, so I gave myself a day. I like went to work and <laughs> was like, no one talked to me. Like, I was just <laughs> like, I can't do it. I cannot take anyone's energy on it. Like today, I just cannot do it. Um, and so the day after I was like, okay, here I go. So I like started researching all this stuff and where can I, you know, it was like yeah. reproductive rights. And I was, you know, went to Planned Parenthood and I went to ACLU and all this stuff. And then I was like, okay, signed up to be a volunteer. Like what nice. do I need to do? And I'm just like, I'm gung ho. That's just how I am. And so I called like five different people and <laughs> like, was like, when is the next volunteer training? And da, 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 da. And like uh, two weeks later, I was like, did my training, um, which is like a two-hour class. And it's basically educate yourself, like show up to these events, excuse me, um, and give out information. So as a Planned Parenthood um, volunteer, I can't speak for the organization. Like if they want a quote, I have to give them the name of like the CEO of the, you know, because that's not my job. Right, right. Um, 
so I table events and I'm the kind of person that I'm like, sign me up for everything. So I'm, I started in early December. I have tabled like six events. Nice. Um, I the fundraiser, the tattoo yes, fundraiser. Did Ooh. the tattoo fundraiser? I was like, we need Planned Parenthood volunteers at every place. And Jamie's like, uh, by the way, I'm also that. <laughs> totally can do that. And running the event. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've done that. I did um inventor. We had the women's march. Mm-hmm. We had our own Ventura right. you know, March. I did the tabling there. Um, I did a reproductive um, justice panel nice. um, tabling. And so I'm just like literally networking with all of these people who are like like-minded. Right. Um, so I'm throwing myself into just like that's awesome. reproductive rights. Like that's where I belong. That's where yeah. I am. I am just educating myself. I think I have all these like, weird notes of like when people ask me this, direct them here. When they, yeah, you know, yeah. I get all these great questions and I'm like, I don't know how that works, but let me ask. Let me, you know, and I'm that's so great. Probably send way too many emails to my like point of contact <laughs> parenthood in Santa Barbara, but whatever they need that, and that's yeah. so amazing. And I I totally agree with that whole, you know, like after like Trump's election really like activated. I, mm-hmm. I feel like a sleeper agent. It was just like, whoop, okay, something right. I can't just like I can't just turn to Twitter and just like bitch. Like I need yeah. to do something. And of course that's where the fundraiser even came about. Mm-hmm. But and it has been great like meeting so many like minded people who are just like, we've been waiting for this. Like right. we're ready. We're gonna fight this at every step of the way. And we know how we know what organizations to support. So it's been awesome. Yeah. You know, just obviously and now we're kind of on a high because they weren't able to repeal the ACA. So that's really good. And you know, things we're on a winning, a little bit of a yes. winning high. Yes. So that's awesome. It is. So um, I also just recently, I'd say in the last two months, I became the health advocacy person at cool. our Ventura Clinic. So nice. every other week I sit in the lobby and I wear my little pink shirt <laughs> and I have a sign that says, ask me how you can help. And um, it's been slow going because I am encouraged not to approach anybody because okay. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Right. I don't want to harass anybody or, you know, be like, hey, you want to tell me how Planned Parenthood has helped you? You yeah, know, it's just yeah. like everybody has like. You do this in the office? Yeah. Oh, so in the I mean, clinic. There's, there's a whole other safe HIPAA zone, yada, yada, yada. So you yes. just wait for people to approach you? Yes, yeah. I do. Okay. okay. So far, no one has. Well, that's okay. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, that it makes is. sense. But somebody's there. You're there. That's yes. the point. And the women who um, who work there, they're so amazing. And, you know, I, I come into, um, I go in from 4.30 to 6.30 every other Thursday. Nice. And, um, you know, I say hello to the women behind the the, the bulletproof glass. And um, and then afterward, <laughs> yes, Horrible. I know, ridiculous. Um, last Thursday, there were people protesting outside, but they had their signs facing outward, so I couldn't see what they said. And Good. now Probably. that I'm a, yeah, now yeah. that I'm a volunteer, it's, I cannot engage at right. all. Yeah, I I really love that. Like mm-hmm. the Planned Parenthood, um, like communications director and everything for the fundraiser. We were just like, you know, what should we do if we get some like protesters or Did we get you any? Guys get any? No, no, yeah, we, we didn't. didn't. And like, I I was glad for that. And I think that I was a little worried, but I was like, whatever, like it'll be fine. And we were, I mean, we were like, I was working at Boretooth, which is like in Santa Monica, so mm-hmm. it's very like you know, by the water, everybody's very like open-minded. So it was chill, but I love that they were just like, we have a do not engage policy and we Mm -hmm. just don't engage. We have information that's there, but we're not going to 
expel energy on that. And even when there was something happening where a bunch of protesters, anti-Planned Parenthood protesters were expected, and they like released a statement like, Pro and anti are very disruptive. We are a clinic. You know, mm-hmm. there is work being done in here and we appreciate your support, but we we don't want more people like crowding their yes. patients coming in. So um, I appreciate so that. So there was also a, um, a counter protest mm-hmm. in Ventura. And I remember um, somebody had posted it um, on Facebook and I know because I'm a volunteer, I know yeah. their policy, which is do not engage. And so I had contacted the point of contact, um, the Santa Barbara Clinic, and she said, yeah, we heard about this. Please let everybody know that we don't want more people Mm -hmm. because clients and patients can't tell the difference. Right, They see a mob of 100 people and they turn around and go home. They don't know if you are pro or against. Right. So don't, like you said, don't add more people to it. Yeah, nobody wants to walk into especially if like you're going through something trying or you're like nervous or something's going on like that's the last thing you want and I remember we were younger it was like you were nervous you were gonna like run into someone you know and you're like oh I'm getting birth control like I don't I don't want to do this you know so it's it's awesome it's it's been great to even learn those parts of it you mm -hmm. know and like how they represent themselves they're such a stand-up organization it's awesome yeah so that's really great so you are spinning a bunch of plates yes (laughs) And soon you'll like spin one right on your like pregnant yeah. belly. You're like, all right, great. That's so cool. I do. I wear many hats. Yeah, that's awesome yeah. though. It definitely seems like it's all like harmonious, you it know, is. in terms of like who you are as a person, Absolutely. which is awesome. This is like what I'm meant to do. Absolutely. That's Strike so a good cool. balance. Yeah, I think, I think so. It's, it's, it's timing. Mm-hmm. It's all timing. Yeah. Do you think that you, I don't know if this is part of like the contract or whatever, mm-hmm. that you will keep like a relationship with the couple yeah yeah and it's such an amazing story to tell and I think it really does I mean it really does take a certain kind of person to do what I'm doing and maybe if it was someone else they'd be like okay you had our baby now we're done with you you know but I'm don't feel like I'm an invasive person Mm -hmm. and um like it's kind of like balls in their court whatever they want I'll be here and I would right. love to be a part of the baby's life as like a cool aunt. But like, That's I so cool. Yeah. I love the like building of like different complex families know, and right? different ways. It's so awesome. It's random a bunch of Netflix suggestions, but there was another one. I'm not going to remember what it's called, but it was literally about this gay couple who they grew. I, I think both of them were really, really good friends with this woman, like their whole life. And then she ended up being their surrogate mm. and they just have this like really beautiful, complex family. And it's awesome. It's such a unique story for the kids yeah. and for them. And, you know, who is this woman? It's like, oh, well, she carried us. You know, it's really amazing. So I'm so I excited for you. I know. I definitely think that we should follow up with this yes, when you're absolutely. pregnant. You know, yeah, talk about it yeah. more. Maybe if um, the IP would that be would interested be in awesome. talking about it, that'd be so cool. And like all the things. I'm so grateful for women like you, honestly, because I think we need more women who are just like ready to step up in all sorts of different ways for each other because that's really the only way we're going to get through any of it. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank and thanks you. for being on the thanks show. For, this was fun. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so awesome.